today on CityCast Denver. I don't care what anyone says. Sublime is one of the greatest bands of all time. They were true innovators in bringing that ska sound to popular music. They were samplers supreme, and their music and message were way more thoughtful than anyone gives them credit for. It's the high holiday of weed, and we're talking about whatever the hell we want with our weed friend, Anne-Maria Wad. I was going to go off on another tangent, but I forgot what it was, so just ask me another question. <laughs> Okay, so we're probably not talking about Sublime, but we're definitely talking about the state of weed in 2021. Today is 420. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Now, the only section of the show where we're not going to talk about weed. It's the news. Another cool day in Denver today. Scattered clouds and a high of just 42. 55 people per day show up in our emergency rooms with ski and snowboard-related injuries, according to the CDPHE. But last week, state lawmakers rejected a bill that would have required ski resorts to publish injury statistics and safety plans. Regulating safety is complicated. Look for this issue to come back next year. In the most Colorado of problems, outdoor gear shops are bracing for a low inventory summer, with overseas production issues and a lack of delivery drivers contributing to the shortage. If you're thinking about a new bike or a fancy backpack or a bigger tent, shop now because you may be SOL by summer. It's another pandemic 420, Denver. We're not getting baked in Civic Center Park. We're not blazing doobies under the bleachers. We're not spinning Pink Floyd records backwards. And we're definitely not playing into any of those stereotypes about cannabis consumption that haven't been relevant for 30 plus years. Instead, we're taking a look at what weed culture really looks like in 2021. Even though I was really curious about it when I first moved to Colorado, I think it was very easy to throw a stone and hit a stereotype in a lot of ways. Anne-Maria Watt is the host of On Something, the national weed podcast from Colorado Public Radio. Season three premieres May 11th, and you can hear their new trailer today. We'll be playing a bit of it at the end of this episode, so stick around. Legalization changed a lot of things about how we view cannabis, including the culture of weed. And I wonder what your perspective is on weed culture in 2021, because <laughs> I think there's like some really terrible stereotypes about weed culture. Yes. Uh, so I have to preface this by saying that I I came to this as a little bit of a square in the sense that like I've never really bought weed illegally, like not not because like I'm just such a great person. It's more so that um I just never had the hookup. And like anytime I tried, like I would go to my friends and I'd be like, do you do you know someone who's who sells weed? So you sounded like a narc? <laughs> yes. Like I would like, uh, yeah, I just, I probably sounded like a cop a lot. Um, so legal weed was really cool when I first moved to Colorado, like four years ago in the sense that like, I went to a store, uh, in Fort Collins cause I was living in Greeley at the time. And, um, they were so nice. It's called flower power. I'm pretty sure it's still around. They were so nice. They answered all my questions. I just came. I, I like I totally understand now kind of the tourist reflex to go into one of these places and sort of like gog. Like, yes. Be like, like this wow. is real. It's like a spice cabinet, but it's all green. Yeah. Um, And so I think just like 
I didn't start out getting super duper into it at first because I think like also, even though I was really curious about it when I first moved to Colorado, um, I think it was very easy to throw a stone and hit a stereotype <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yes. Yes. Um, but I will say like, so doing the show and sort of doing the bit of like Colorado focused cannabis reporting I did um, before that, it has been really interesting to sort of watch the culture change, so to speak. Um, and so one of these stories that I did was like these guys who wanted to start an arcade and where you could just vape. And, and they were sort of like my lens for telling the story about Denver's whole social consumption uh, thing. Yeah. Um, and, and in a way it was like, yeah, you know, video games and stoners, it's not revolutionary. Um, but I went into this place at one point just out of curiosity, like way after they had opened and it was, it was super sleek and nice. And they had these like, uh, high end non-alcoholic beverages and stuff like that. And so it's like, it, it wasn't, it definitely felt very different from like one of the first dispensaries I went in, uh, Denver that was like tons of Rick and Morty stuff and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> um, so it's just, for some it's, reason there's that crossover of Rick and Morty and I don't, well, weed. I don't even watch the show, but I don't, I, you don't have to. It's like, <laughs> it's like almost Ooh. becoming like the Simpsons and that like, it's every, it's not lo- yeah. the level of the Simpsons by any means, but in the weed world, you're like, Oh, of course this dispensary is Rick and Morty themed. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that. I think the first dispensary I went to was like all like Bart Simpson and pickle Rick. <laughs> I, love uh, pickle, right? I was like, well, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's changed a lot. And I also like I I think you and I live on in the same ish area on the um, west side. Yes. And so do you know Diego Palisade? Um, uh, the fancy. It's like the red carpet of weed stores. And I, OK, so I've been going there a lot lately. And it's, yeah. and it's mostly because the place I normally go to does not have a working ATM right now. And I'm just too lazy to make multiple stops. Um but every time I go in there, I'm reminded like, oh, yeah, there's there's just like this whole high end fancy weed culture that just like never existed before. Um, and you definitely you go into places like that and you see these like curated strains and all that stuff. And it's, it's, and def- it's got beautiful woodwork mm-hmm. around the cases where they're displaying all their products. They and- have original uh, an original Dale Chihuly sculpture in there. Yes. <laughs> so it's definitely like the the sort of like high endedness of cannabis has been really it's been really interesting to like sort of watch that bubble up over the last few years. And so I, I think like. To the extent, to the extent that something can become uh, sort of like a lot of different things at once, um, cannabis has this ability to like be a super luxury product, but also be like this super like every person's thing that you can yeah. like. I, 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 the the two dispensaries that I go go to around here, Diego is like this one's super high end, and then the other one I go to is like it's... five pre rolls for sixteen bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're seeing now sort of like the more broad appeal taking effect, I guess, in in yeah. the sense that there's a place for everybody, you know. Totally. Um, Which is great. I mean, that's yeah. access, you know. I think that I think that's very true. Like it's um I was going to go off on another tangent, but I forgot what it was. So just ask me another question. <laughs> oh, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's OK. Well, let's get into your your new season. Your third season of On Something is coming up. And um, I just wondered if you could talk us through a little bit about what to expect in this season in terms of topics and um, guests and, and sort of what direction you're going with it. Yeah. So um, we're launching a new season starting May 11th. And the entire theme is going to be the movement for social equity in cannabis. Um, and so the first episode, actually, if you're like, what does that mean? 
Uh, the first episode is all about what does that mean, both in theory and in practice, and what all these different states have tried, and and um, how hard it can actually be to to take something, take a promise like oh we're going to legalize with the emphasis on repairing the harms from the war on drugs, and and putting that into actual like policy and practice, um, and then throughout the rest of the season we're we're kind of going to a few different states to talk about kind of the different ways that frankly, people of color get screwed out of legal cannabis, not just the industry, but um, more ways than one. Um, And I'm really psyched for it. I think when we talk about the ways that the conversation has changed, um, I feel like, you know, when we started this show, um, there was a lot of talk in the room about dinner parties where people consume cannabis and stuff like that. And we've never really done that story. But I think at that time, because of where the conversation was at, you know, to pitch a social equity story was a very different experience. Like we did one in our first season. And I think it was uh, brand new because we were doing it about Illinois. Um, No one really knew what it meant yet. And a lot of it was super theoretical. And so now to be doing a whole season about it feels really exciting because um, a lot of states, with the exception of Colorado, but we'll get to that, (laughs) have started implementing these kinds of measures. And now it's been enough um, enough years have passed for us to sort of really get a sense of what's working and what's not. Um, so case in point, like you have Massachusetts that voters legalized there in 2016, and they agreed to a form of legalization that would, again, big, vague picture promise, uh, repair harms done during the war on drugs. To iron out exactly what this meant... Yeah, I was going to say that's a really broad statement. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and know? so in, in 2021, like we still don't fully know what that means in practice. Um, but what we do have is a lot of trial and error. And we do we have an episode in the works. I don't want to say too much about it, um, about Colorado specifically and sort of about how, you know, Colorado voters legalized in 2012 and Colorado was seen as a big leader in terms of. We did it first. We figured out the way to regulate the crap out of it. We are a model. And a lot of other states talk about Colorado as a model. But in this way, in the social equity realm, they're really behind. Um, and I know you had Hashim Coates on yes. a little yeah. while ago. Um, and I mean, he doesn't mince words about this, that like this could have been a part of the conversation from the beginning, but there's there's reasons why it wasn't. So it's like... The state is taking social equity measures now, but there really is a real question about, like, do certain people have a permanent advantage now? And if right. we're really talking about equity, like, doesn't that mean that certain people have to give up an advantage? Um, and I think that's the real hard thing, right, is uh, this comes up in almost every episode is like someone somewhere has to give something up. Um, a there lot has of to people. to be a compromise or a yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at in most states, when rec is legalized, it's the medical uh, businesses who always have this first advantage. And I mean, most states legalized a lot of states legalized med way before there were any of these social equity conversations, or at least in a big mainstream way. Um, And so those industries are not the most equitable as it is. And then they get first mover advantage. And then the rest of the market kind of starts to look like them. Um, I think I'm sorry. I'm feeling so chatty this morning. Please, feel you're free fine. To cut me off. <laughs> you're fine. Um, I think uh, we also do an episode about harm reduction this season, um, 
which I'm so excited about because I've been kind of trying to squeeze this one in for a while and I've been looking for a good reason to do it. And um, in the last election, Oregon voters uh, approved this huge harm reduction measure that basically legalizes personal possession of most drugs um, and makes this big sort of promise, this big investment in statewide addiction services. We talk in the episode about whether or not legalization is like a type of harm reduction. A lot of our activists in the episode, like, you know, we ask them, like, for somebody who's just hearing about harm reduction for the first time, like, how would you explain a harm reduction policy? And it's like all three of them, like, without fail, they they all say seatbelts. I was going to say seatbelts is like the the metaphor. You are all reading the same books. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's how you reduce deaths in cars. Is exactly. You make sure people wear seatbelts. It's a harm reduction method. Yeah. And it's I think I think what's really refreshing is like, you know, we've talked we've talked a, a few times on our show before about things like the opioid epidemic. Um, and people don't like if we imply that legalization is a possible solution. Um, but at the same time. We have the ability to like present another solution, you know, or, or or at least a situation where people are asking, like, how can we do stuff differently? Like, clearly, we're recognizing that the status quo isn't working. Right. Um, and yeah, if you want to get real big and macro, I mean, that's what a lot of people did with legalization. Like most Americans, like two, at least like two thirds of Americans, I believe, was the last stat, believe that people shouldn't go to prison for pot. Um, and so. I mean, that's another way that we tell our another reason we tell our show from the viewpoint that we do is like this. This is just where people are at in the conversation now. Yeah, this is where we are in 2021. Yeah, more it's more people are comfortable with talking about legalization or the 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 positives that can come from legalization beyond. Excuse me, weed being legal. It's all these other ramifications that don't. It doesn't set off that domino effect of. Mm -hmm incarcerating people and then when you incarcerate people that does all sorts of things to their future experience in the world and well let's close with a a happy conversation about this is airing on 420 so are you doing anything special for 420 this year oh well i'm really hoping i don't have any vaccine side effects I don't have any special plans, honestly. I am so excited that we are dropping a trailer that day, though, for the show. Like, I, if I can finally put something out in the world for people to listen to. So that's my big celebration. Have a cool, well, a nice a beverage to celebrate that. Yeah, I think, I mean, part of it is there's just what is happening. Like, what can people really do? You can't I think, be. I think there's another weed cooking show actually coming out that day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's the Chopped 420. So maybe. Wait a minute. Is that actually like done by the Food Network? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. I know. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for this conversation. Yeah, thank you for asking me. This was great. That was Anne-Marie Awad, host of On Something from Colorado Public Radio. And now here's a taste of the next season. From writing the regulations. A lot of the illicit market is having a really hard time transitioning into the legal market. To going up against a huge corporation. This is like mafia. (laughs) There was a lot more sophisticated chicanery in Arkansas than I have ever anticipated. Be careful who you get in bed with. Be careful who you're swimming with. There's some fish and there's, there's some sharks to trying to stop drug overdose deaths. I really do believe that the Black Lives Matter movement and the push for 
racial reckoning is a huge reason why this measure was able to pass. And I'm so thankful to all of the organizers putting their heart and soul and bodies on the line for this movement. And even the next frontier of legalization, psychedelics. There's also a lot of, surprisingly, a lot of ego in this space around how big of a dose you took and how many colors you saw and farther from this conversation around ancestral practice and healing and communal healing. Fair Shake, the new season of On Something, starts May 11th. Find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our dank morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Later. I'm like, I'm pregnant, so I'm definitely not stoned.